Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is a John Chuckery Show. Coming to you live on this Monday evening as Atlanta United took care of business on Saturday night, I was actually at the match watching uh, all of the action, a lot of good scoring uh, happening, and uh, a good victory for Atlanta United over D.C. United. Let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy, Felipe Cardenas. He is the soccer writer for The Athletic. Theathletic.com is where you can check out all of his work, and he is on Twitter, at Felipe Carr. Felipe, as always, man, appreciate uh, the time. As uh, That was a good victory. I was in the building. Uh, that's probably why they won, right? I mean, that's, that's <laughs> I had the magic touch. You're going to have to start going more often, I think, uh, to, to keep the, the bends from, from becoming uh, a place where visitors can get points. And, and I think that's, that was a concern going into this game. You know, D.C. United is is an interesting story on their own. You know, they're coached by Manchester United legend Wayne Rooney, and, and they've improved. I think they've surprised a lot of people this year. And so they've been dangerous at times in transition. They have a big-time goal scorer in Benteke, the former Premier League striker. Uh, and and I think you saw in the first opening go, you know, even though Atlanta took the lead when, when D.C. United goalkeeper Tyler Miller just, you know, completely fumbled that situation, comes off his line and, and, and misjudges it, and there's Yakimakis to take care of it. You know, D.C. United comes back into the game right away, and I think that was a concern, and, and that continues to be a concern for Atlanta United fans. But, John, to your point, uh, it, it turns out to be a big three points for Atlanta United. They really needed that, I think. You know, I think it's easy to say that, uh, but the inconsistently, inconsistency, I'm sorry, still still lingers on this team. And getting a 3-1 victory and playing well, you know, pretty much for, for 65 minutes, I think is something that the team can take away and really build on. So I, I want to ask you uh, about that where on the Yakamaki goal where the goaltender came out so far. It And look, I, I don't pretend to know all the strategy of soccer, but it seems like that kind of play – you better be 100% sure you can get to the ball if you're going to come out that far and, and go outside the box. And it just felt like that was a real mental error. And, look, give Yakimaki's credit all the world. I mean, just that was a, a, a heck of a goal and, and a heck of a kick to find its way in there. But it really felt like that the goaltender just made a real mental error on that play because, again, he just he got himself out in a no-man's land and just was not able to get to it. Yeah, Tyler Miller, has, the goalkeeper for D.C. United, has a tendency to do that, to come off his line and play like what they call a sweeper-keeper. You know, the sweeper is ten, it tends to be that last line of defense, uh, not always obviously the goalkeeper, but he's the guy that's cleaning up at back there. 
And it, it is a bit of a risk. It allows um, your defensive line to get full, a little bit more forward, and it does put that onus on the goalkeeper to clean things up. And what's interesting about that play is that just a week prior, my colleague at the Athletic, Pablo Maurer, who's based in D.C., wrote a story about the goalkeeper and, and highlighted stats and some and some interesting data that shows that he does have this tendency to come off his line and, and, and the way it has pushed the DC United forward, but the risks involved. And Wayne Rooney in that interview with Pablo Maurer said, essentially I'm paraphrasing, but you know, he's gonna he's gonna pay for it soon. He might get chipped. And he didn't get chipped this time, to your point, John, he just completely misread the play. And I think what's interesting and what's really great about that type of situation, you look like it looks like it's something that Tyler Miller, the goalkeeper, just he made a mistake, but after the game, uh um Yorgos Yakimaki said that they had scouted the goalkeeper. They knew he he was liable, you know, to do something like that. I think I think Yakimaki and the Atlanta staff simply read the Athletic and, and got all their information <laughs> there. Uh, but nonetheless, you know that that was really the reality coming and slapping DC United in the face. You know, um, it, it felt like that game as it went along got a little chippy too. I mean, we saw right. you know the. You know, Chicago goaltender get into a little bit of a pushing match. And, you know, guys were kind of getting chippy. I mean, I, you know, again, I, it, at times I thought the refs kind of maybe allowed a little bit too much to go on. But but it did feel like that game got – that game started getting a little bit little bit chippy between those two teams. Yeah, and I wouldn't say there's a history. You know, I think any time – well, I'll, 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 I'll correct myself there. You know, D.C. United and Atlanta aren't a rivalry, right? It's not like it's, there's this history there. But every game has been – close and for a long time even during the best years of atlanta united dc united always got the better of atlanta and so even under tata martino with all those great teams and all those great players dc united was just that thorn in the side and and perhaps that's still felt when these teams come together but i think another way to look at it is that and it's what i mentioned at the top of the show is that i think teams still believe that they can get something out of Atlanta United, even at the at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, I think, and this is just my doing my own research and watching games and and, and writing about the, the league and talking to people at the league, is that Atlanta United does they are susceptible, even though they have strong talent and they can really attack you when they're when they're humming and they can get goals quickly. When they're not on, they can concede. And Mercedes-Benz is still one of the best environments in Major League Soccer, uh, but it, it has over the last two years become a place where Atlanta United is dropping a lot of points. And so to, for, for the home team in this situation to defend their turf, as they say, and, and not let the visitors get under their skin and try to just shake their momentum, you take, you take what you will. You, you, I think you walk away from that as, as a player for Atlanta and as a fan for Atlanta United and say, okay, like we, we, we finally showed – you know, the stomach, the steel to defend a lead. And, and that's been a problem is defending leads. And so uh, a 3-1 victory over D.C. United, and to your point, John, it got physical. And sometimes that just happens when a team gets frustrated. And this time, Atlanta United kept the cool head. And they have two players, Yakamaki and Andrew Gutman, on this week's MLS starting best 11. Felipe Cardenas joining me here on the WadeFord.com hotline soccer writer for The Athletic. So what kind of grade or evaluation would you give Atlanta United as we're just a little bit past the halfway point of the season? How do you think this season has gone so far overall from a 35,000-point view of Atlanta United? Wow, interesting question. You know, 
I would be I would I think I'd put them in in maybe like a B minus uh because you know I was on your show before and we talked about you know what the way that the the the, the season started they were so mm-hmm. good at home to start yep uh it really gave them a lot of points that that allowed them to bank those points and stay at the top of the Eastern Conference for some time and they just completely fell off they got really inconsistent but they were th- th- those points that they earned at the beginning gave them a lot of, I think, a room for, for that cushion, so, so that when mistakes were made and, and losing streaks occurred, they've never been out of the the playoff contention. They've never they're, they're still hovering in that top five in the Eastern Conference. They're clearly in contention to host a playoff game, and, and so. Uh, I'm, I'm debating whether this is a C plus or a B minus, but certainly they're at a point where they can only improve from here. Anything that, that dropped them out of playoff contention would be just catastrophic. And I don't see that happening this season. So um, talk to me a little bit about Tiago Amada, because that pass that he made to Gutman on that goal was a thing of beauty. And we know how good of a goal score he is, but when you talk about his overall ability as a player, you know, is that one of the underrated things about him? Does he do that very often? I mean, tell me a little bit about, you know, not just the goal scoring aspect of Almada, but all the other things that he does. Yeah, that was a great pass. I mean, I actually don't, I don't know if it's underrated or underappreciated, but I think it's one of his best assets is just that, that the vision that he has, uh, and having that clear vision at, at a high pace, um, you know, he really did thread the needle there, and he did it in a, in a way that uh, using the sort of the outside of his foot, sort of pushing the ball in between two defenders, not like your your prototypical classic inside the foot pass. It was a it was a play that he developed on his own, and just the way that he was facing, the way he was running, the way where the ball was positioned off his foot that was the best way to get it to Gutman. And it was really just threading the needle there. And I think Tiago Mata, you know, some of the things that I do believe are underrated from his game are his ability to keep the ball, his ability to turn in, in, in complicated parts of the field. He can turn off on, on defenders that are up close against, up tight on him and really burst out of the dribble. Uh, th- that ability to stay strong and really shield the ball from big defenders despite his his size, I think that's his his most underappreciated value. But his vision and just being a playmaker, being that number 10 around the box and being dangerous like he was there, you know, he didn't get the goal, but he got the assist. That, to me, is what they paid the money for, to be there, to be around the box, to be creating uh, and allowing someone like Andrew Gutman, who's, who's always flying forward at, at that left fullback position, getting him the ball in, 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 in very dangerous spots. And so it, that to me was, was what – when Tiago Mata isn't scoring, that's what he should be doing, uh, and that's why he's so dangerous. That's why he's a player that opposing teams, if you take your eye off of him or if you think you can just shut him down uh, – perhaps in midfield or, or sort of kick him a little bit to see if he can handle handle the physicality, you know, he's going to find the ball, and he, he loves to be playing around the opponent's box, and that was a great example. Felipe, um, you know, they get a little bit of time off here as they get ready for a Wednesday match coming up, I think, uh, what, the 21st, uh, I believe. But they got the two New York teams that they uh, that they match up against. And, you know, look, I, I mean, it's been kind of a mixed bag against New York, but – 
this really feels like an opportunity to capitalize on what they did against, you know, D.C. United, where these are not two really good teams, and, you know, you have to find a way to get some points out of all this. I thought the LAFC, that was a good, you know, draw. I thought, you know, obviously Saturday night was a good win. But now you got to build on that, and it feels like that if they can just get on a little bit of a run here – that they can, you know, find their way up the standings, and they're facing some teams that maybe aren't so good. Yeah, it's it's interesting with the the New York teams because NYCFC is a team that has never been afraid or intimidated by Mercedes-Benz Stadium with mm-hmm. the, their previous coaches that they've had. Uh, they've always come in and been one of those teams that has really played like man to man and just sort of gone at Atlanta United. They always they do feel like they have the talent to do that. Uh, it's not as strong a team, but it's still NYCFC. NYCFC still has some some tricky uh, attacking players. Uh, they're not a bad team. They've just been really inconsistent, and and this is a team that gives that line of trouble often, uh, whether they're playing at the Benz or playing at Yankee Stadium. So these next two games against the two New York teams, you mentioned the Red Bulls as well. You know, that is a bit of a rivalry, in my opinion. That's like mm-hmm. an organic rivalry that the Red Bulls and Atlanta United have never uh, been friends, and every game is, is completely just unpredictable. And so to your point, John, again, I think this is these this that next week after the international break, and you're going to have players coming back from international duty, Thiago Mata, is with is with Atlanta. Uh, Miles Robinson is with the United States. Several other players are representing their countries. You know they're not on vacation. Uh, some of the top top players for Atlanta are going to come in and have to get right back into it in two games that I think will will prove whether the team has has really gone beyond the inconsistency that they continue to show uh, week in and week out. And 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 these are two, these are two tricky games in my opinion. And the Red Bulls, even though they're they, they fired their coach. They were at one point bottom of the table in the Eastern Conference. They're still around, hovering around that area. Uh, that Again, that's a team that when they face Atlanta United, they just think that they can win. And so this is going to test the mentality of Atlanta United and the progress under Gonzalo Pineda, uh, the week-to-week progress, really, because I think the challenge for Gonzalo Pineda, the head coach and the staff, uh, is getting this team to play well every time they go out and play. And that, that's been a big issue for, for Pineda since he's been here. Last question for you, Felipe. What does Messi mean coming to MLS? What does that mean for the the status of the league as a whole? I I, I almost thought I was going to go go through an interview, John, without getting asked about Lionel Messi. <laughs> but there you go, there you go. It's been two weeks of just absolute fire for all of us here covering the sport. It's great, you know. It's it's. I still I still can't believe it, honestly, because I always had my doubts with with whether this would get done and. And, and when he would come to MLS. I think the, the, the link to Inter-Miami has always been there. The link to the city of Miami has always been there. In fact, I'll be filing a story here, a big story. I was just in Miami for three days on the ground reporting about the impact of Lionel Messi in the city and in Major League Soccer. So look out for that. But, to, you know, to answer your question, it's, it's, it's massive. You know, I think w- w- we have to wait and see you know, what his legacy is in this in this league. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I never thought Lionel Messi would have a legacy in MLS. Uh, but but that's what we're going to be debating, you know, in, in a few years here. And and in the meantime, I think you can see that there there is a frenzy bubbling with, with his arrival. And, and the city of Miami, I think, is going to get a, a nice taste of what it's like to have truly an international star. There's a lot of celebrities in, 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 in Miami, but 
I don't think anyone like Lionel Messi. And and the club in Miami is going to be tested. MLS as a league is going to be tested as far as how they promote the league, how they take advantage of this. But certainly, John, I think it it, it lends a lot of credibility to the growth of MLS. You know, has a lot of has a lot of problems, Major League Soccer, and a lot of critiques about whether the roster rules are working or not, but they landed Lionel Messi and, and, and inner Miami, Apple, Adidas, MLS, they all came together to make it happen. And I think it can only be celebrated if I'm being honest. Felipe, uh, always appreciate the time. You can check out his work at theathletic.com. You can follow him on his Twitter page at Felipe Carr. And he joined me here on the waitfor.com hotline. Felipe as always, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes here tonight on the show. We'll talk again soon. Anytime, John. Take care. You got it. John Chuckery. We'll be back. Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey.com app. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.